papers, and sometimes he turned his head to look at her and nod. What are you reading, my dear? A pretty sight, a lady with a book. I'm reading something called The Art of Cooking, Uncle Julian. Admirable. We never sat quietly for long, of course, with Uncle Julian in the room. But I do not recall that Constance and I have ever opened the library books which are still on our kitchen shelf. It was a fine April morning when I came out of the library. The sun was shining and the false, glorious promises of spring were everywhere, showing oddly through the village grime. I remember that I stood on the library steps holding my books and looking for a minute at the soft-hinted green in the branches against the sky and wishing, as I always did, that I could walk home across the sky instead of through the village. From the library steps, I could cross the street directly and walk on the other side along to the grocery, but that meant that I must pass the general store and the men sitting in front. In this village, the men stayed young and did the gossiping, and the women aged with gray, evil weariness and stood silently waiting for the men to get up and come home. I could leave the library and walk up the street on this side until I was opposite the grocery and then cross. That was preferable, although it took me past the post office and the Rochester house with the piles of rusted tin and the broken automobiles and the empty gas tins and the old mattresses and plumbing fixtures and wash tubs that the Harler family brought home and, I genuinely believe, loved. The Rochester house was the loveliest in town, and had once had a walnut-paneled library and a second-floor ballroom and a profusion of roses along the veranda. Our mother had been born there, and by rights it should have belonged to Constance. I decided, as I always did, that it would be safer to go past the post office and the Rochester house, although I disliked seeing the house where our mother was born. This side of the street was generally deserted in the morning since it was shady, and after I went into the grocery I would in any case have to pass the general store to get home, and passing it going and coming was more than I could bear. Outside the village, on Hill Road and River Road and Old Mountain, people like the Clarks and the Carringtons had built new lovely homes. They had to come through the village to get to Hill Road and River Road, because the main street of the village was also the main highway across the state. But the Clark children and the Carrington boys went to private schools, and the food in the Hill Road kitchens came from the towns in the city. Mail was taken from the village post office by car along the River Road and up to Old Mountain. But the mountain people mailed their letters in the towns— and the River Road people had their hair cut in the city. I was always puzzled that the people of the village living in their dirty little houses on the main highway or out on Creek Road smiled and nodded and waved when the Clarks and the Carringtons drove by. If Helen Clark came into Elbert's grocery to pick up a can of tomato sauce or a pound of coffee her cook had forgotten, everyone told her, "'Good morning!' and said the weather was better today. The Clark's house is newer, but no finer than the Blackwood house. Our father 
brought home the first piano ever seen in the village. The Carringtons own the paper mill, but the Blackwoods own all the land between the highway and the river. The shepherds of Old Mountain gave the village its town hall, which is white and peaked and set in a green lawn with a cannon in front. There was some talk once of putting in zoning laws in the village and tearing down the shacks on Creek Road and building up the whole village to match the town hall. But no one ever lifted a finger. Maybe they thought the Blackwoods might take to attending town meetings if they did. The villagers get their hunting and fishing licenses in the town hall, and once a year the Clarks and the Carringtons and the Shepherds attend the town meeting and solemnly vote to get the Harler junkyard off Main Street and take away the benches in front of the general store, and each year the villagers gleefully outvote them. Past the town hall barrier.